We've been studying in our Mark series, and uh, we know uh, that today is Palm Sunday. Uh, We know that today marks uh, the beginning of the Passion Week, Jesus' triumphal entry. Uh, We know that today, while today is a day of triumph, while today is a day of celebration, we know that today is ultimately going to give way, is it not? It's going to set the way, it's going to pave the way for Jesus' passion, the Paschal, his suffering is coming. We know that Monday he's going to cleanse the temple. We know that Tuesday he's going to declare the truth in that temple once more. He's going to defend the faith. Thursday we know that he's going to take of the Lord's Supper, the Last Supper. He's going to pass the bread. He's going to break the bread. He's going to pass the wine. He's going to look his disciples in the eye and say, this now represents the new covenant in my blood. We know that night he's also going to go to a dark garden. While he ought not be lonely, he will find himself, himself all by himself, essentially. Just he and the Father crying out, If this cup could pass, let it pass. Would you just pray with me? Could you not just pray this much more? We know that a kiss is coming. We know that betrayal is coming. We've already studied together the trial. We've studied together the trial, the farce of a trial looking for witnesses, accusations that wouldn't stick. But ultimately, Jesus Christ himself telling the truth. And what was the truth? Are you the one? Are you the one? Are you the son of the most powerful one on high? Yes, I am. I am. I am the greatest declaration of clarity that could be given about the identity of Jesus. Yes, yes, suffering is coming. But today, but today... But today, with the perspective of hindsight, today, as we look back through uh, the tunnel of history, we know that while Jesus will suffer, uh, we can see victory is coming. Amen? And so today, we can join in with the grace of hindsight and realize that we can join with the crowd and celebrate the triumphal entry of our king. In a sense, we know today, today we know that that triumph, that that celebration, while we may perceive it to have been premature, God stands outside of time and that celebration was suitable. So anyone up for a celebration this morning? Is anyone up for a celebration? If you are, say amen. Amen. Three reasons to celebrate this Palm Sunday. Three reasons to celebrate this Palm Sunday. If you have your Bible, you can turn to John chapter 12. If you have your Bible, you can turn in at John chapter 12. John chapter 12, starting in verse 12, we read, The next day the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a donkey and he sat on it, just as it is written. Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. 
And his disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, they remembered that these things had been written about him that had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard he had done his sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see? You see? We are gaining nothing. Look at this. The entire world has come after him. Three reasons that we celebrate this morning. Here's the first one. Today we celebrate the identity of Jesus that was clear to all. Today we celebrate that on Palm Sunday, Jesus' identity was clearly, clearly, clearly proclaimed to all. Verse 12, we see that a great crowd gathers. How great was Jesus' entrance? How great was Jesus' impact? It says a great crowd. So um, how great was the crowd? It was huge. Huge. Giant would be a translation. It says this the next day, the large crowd, the large crowd, my translation says, the great crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was going to Jerusalem. And what did the crowd do? What did the crowd do when they heard that Jesus was coming? Anyone remember? Some of my earliest memories, some of my earliest memories of going to church has verse 13 reenacted, right? My earliest memories of going to church. Anyone, anyone who's been to church, maybe as a child or maybe around Easter time, what do you, what do you know? What did they do? What did they do? They took some, they took some palm branches and they began to wave the palm branches in the air. How many of you raise your hand if your earliest memory, one of your earliest memories of church is somebody waving palm branches up in the air? All right, come on, I'm not the only one. They waved palm branches, why? Because the palm branches were a national symbol of victory. It became a custom among the nation that when palm branches were waved, it means... Come on, victory is on the way. And so what were they expecting? What were they looking for? A, a political Messiah who was going to free them from the oppression. How many times have you heard this? So they took the palm branches and they're waving them, but then they cry out. They cry out. What did they yell out? Lift up your voice. Uh, both campuses, lift up your voice. What did they yell out? Tell me. Hosanna. Hosanna. Save us. Hosanna, save us. Save us now. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. What are, they, what are they crying out? The Messianic Psalm of 118. We've studied this together. Now this, notice, notice this. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even, even the king, even the king of Israel. The clearest pronouncement. Even the crowds as they yelled out, who do we see before us? The king. Jesus is the king. Who is the king? Lift up your voice. Tell me who the king is. Jesus. Jesus is the king. You see, it's the king that we come to celebrate on Palm Sunday. And while they're looking for a political king, we know that he was so much more than that, do we not? How do we know? How do we know that he's so much more than a political king? Even in this moment, as he walks down, walks through the gates of Jerusalem in your mind. What gives you the confidence this morning as a follower of Jesus Christ that perhaps he really is a king, but not just a political king, not just a physical king, but a, but a spiritual ruler who desires to fill the hearts of men? 
What confidence did they have that day that this could be the Messiah? What confidence do we have this day that he is? This. What they were proclaiming with their voices matched what they were seeing with their eyes. What they were proclaiming with their voices matched what they were seeing with their eyes. And what they were proclaiming and what they were seeing was actually something that they had read many, many times before. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, the messianic prophecy declaring that one was coming. You would find the one riding on a donkey's colt. Yes, your ruler will come. So verse 14 says this, Jesus, Jesus found a donkey and he sat upon it. We know from our study, not only did Jesus find the donkey, but he actually uh, sent his disciples into the town to fetch the donkey, if you will. Verse 15, why the donkey, why the donkey? Here it is, fear not, daughter of Zion. Fear not, O daughter of Zion, for behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt, Zechariah 9.9. Everything in this moment, everything in this moment points to this truth. Jesus Christ is king. Everything in this moment points to this truth. Just as the prophecies of the Old Testament foretold, Jesus Christ is king. Tell me one more time, who is Jesus Christ? He is the king. Jesus Christ is the king. And not everyone knew the depth of this moment. And some of you may be sitting here today not really sure or not really certain about the clarity and the depth of truth that resides in this statement that Jesus Christ is king. If you're uncertain today that Jesus Christ is king, you're actually in pretty good company. Verse 16, look at it. His disciples did not understand these things at first either. The guys who walked with him, the men who talked with him directly, the men who were trained by him, the men who watched him do miracles right before their eyes, they weren't certain of these things. What made them certain? Not merely the riding in of a donkey's colt while we celebrate the truth that that reveals. It's not merely the death on a cross. It's not merely the fact that he was buried in a grave, but what is it? What really brought them clarity? What brought them confidence to the disciples? It's the fact that their Messiah, their King rose from the grave. Amen? So the benefit of hindsight, we don't see the Palm Sunday celebration as premature. We see it as providentially divine. So let our voices cheer and let our hearts sing out. Why? Because yes, we know that a trial is coming. Yes, we know that pain will soon be his reality. Friends, do you see it? We can celebrate the identity of Jesus today on this Sunday because we know what happens next Sunday. Yes, he's going to be betrayed. Yes, he's going to be beaten and mercilessly crucified, yes. But after he's beaten, death will be defeated. After he's beaten, death will be defeated. And after he's buried, our sins will be cast into the depth of the sea for our king. We can celebrate his reality today. Why? Because our king has risen from the dead. Amen? So we celebrate the identity of Jesus that was revealed and clear to all. 
Now this, we celebrate the impact of Jesus on all. I want you to stop and think about the impact of this particular Sunday. Yes, I know, verse 12 says a great crowd was gathered, a huge crowd was gathered. How great was Jesus' impact? It's not merely measured in how large the crowds were gathered on Palm Sunday as he entered the gates of Jerusalem. Stop and consider this. Think about the crowds that are gathered all around the world this morning still celebrating Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. You see, Jesus' impact, Jesus' impact is for all. Where did the crowd come from? Anyone remember? Anyone remember where the crowd came from? Obviously from all over. They're coming to celebrate Passover, but specifically, there was a specific portion of the crowd that was especially interested in Jesus. Verse 17 says this, and the crowd that had been with him, the crowd that had been with him, where was Jesus just prior to this? Where was Jesus just prior to this? Where he had raised and called Lazarus out of the tomb? Uh, what town was he just in? Anyone know? Lift up your voice. Say, say Bethany. Bethany. Every single one of you got it right. <laughs> Where did the crowds come from? They came from Bethany, but not just Bethany. Jesus had traveled all over Judea. He had traveled even out to the uttermost parts of the earth, didn't he? The uttermost parts to them at least. And so they gathered, uh, they gathered for Passover as was the custom for the Passover week. And so they heard, can you believe it? The miracle worker, the guy who's healed blind people and was able to feed a 10,000 the man who just over the mountain, a town over or so, the one who raised Lazarus from the dead, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. He's done all the works that would be needed to be done for him to be perceived possibly to be the Messiah. And now he's going to come here on the Passover week. Come on, rally around. Pick up your palm branches, friends. Could it be? The crowd was seemingly convinced. At the very least, they were hopeful. And their hope must have been persuasive enough because you stop and consider how the religious leaders walk it, watching on consider their response. You can learn a lot about the impact of something by the fear of those who are afraid of its impact. Notice, so the Pharisees said to one another, you see, do you see? We're gaining nothing. The whole world has gone after him. Catch this. The crowds gathered in hopes that Jesus would be their political Messiah. Catch this. The crowds gathered. The crowds gathered because he's a miracle worker. The crowds gathered because perhaps he was going to grant them something that they've been wishing for for a really long time. What gave them confidence? What gained them confidence that this could be the man? This could be the man. It was the miracles. It was the miracles, and specifically the miracle that they were really hanging their hat of faith on in this moment was the fact that this man raised another person from the dead. Like somebody actually stopped breathing, and this man breathed the breath of life back into their frame. Stop and think about this. All the attention that was granted unto Jesus on this day was around the raising of a man from a physical grave. Selah. 
Just pause and think about that. They want to see dead men come to life. They haven't seen anything yet. You see, all the attention, all the attention was around raising one physical, one man from the grave. But today, but today, what are we celebrating? We're celebrating the fact that Jesus is still in the business of resurrecting dead men and women to life. Amen? Jesus Christ is still in the business of resurrecting dead souls, dead spirits, and bringing them to life. You see, on Palm Sunday, we celebrate the fact that Jesus' identity is a sovereign king, but we also celebrate on this particular Sunday his impact as a miraculous Messiah. Jesus Christ was a miraculous Messiah. He was a spiritual Messiah. Today, we celebrate Jesus raising dead people to life. Today, we celebrate Jesus raising dead people to life. Stop and can think about this. Based upon this text, based upon this text, how fitting is it to celebrate baptisms on this Sunday? If the crowd that was gathered to see Jesus, if their convincement, if you will, that what convinced them, what gave them confidence was the fact that this man raised somebody physically from the dead, how much more are crowds gathering today to celebrate the triumphal entry into our lives because he actually resurrected each and every one of us who knows him as Savior from a physical grave. Just as people were gathered because he raised Someone from a physical grave. Today we celebrate the fact that he raised us to spiritual life. So today we celebrate baptisms. Today we celebrate the fact that people have actually come to spiritual life. Baptism is actually a picture of Jesus' triumphal entry into all of our lives. Ba baptism is a picture of Jesus' triumphal entry into each and every one of our lives. And baptism is a picture of Jesus' resurrection power, is it not? Consider Romans. Consider Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were also baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, that we too might walk in the newness of life. Just as you were buried with him in baptism. So as the folks share their testimony and they're placed under the water, it's a picture of them being buried with Christ. It's a picture that their sins have already been forgiven when they accepted Christ as Savior. Baptism does not save them today, but it does give us a clear picture that they've been buried spiritually with Christ. Think about what's going to happen in, a, in just a few days in the life of Jesus. When you watch them get wet today, think about Jesus Christ entered the tomb for you. When they come up out of the water, please take note to the look that is on their face. May it remind you of the look that came upon your face when you realized that Jesus Christ resurrected you to new life as well. You see, today we celebrate the resurrection power of Jesus, and as you listen to the song that the worship team is going to sing next, I want you to reflect upon your own life. Has Jesus triumphantly entered into your life? Have you been spiritually buried with Christ? Have you confessed your sins? Have your sins been buried with Jesus Christ?
Have you experienced the power, the forgiveness that came in his death? Have you experienced the newness of life that came in his resurrection? Consider the words of the song that's about to be sung, and then as you listen to these testimonies, may it take you there. May we celebrate, may we celebrate the newness of life that Jesus has brought to these folks. And if you haven't trusted Christ as Savior, consider for yourself, who is this one who came triumphantly, triumphantly into the city of Jerusalem, but triumphantly into the lives of those who surround you this morning? May we celebrate now the resurrection power of Jesus. So we celebrate. We celebrate the identity of Jesus as the sovereign king. We celebrate the impact of Jesus as the miraculous Messiah. We celebrate, we celebrate now the invitation of Jesus that is for all. We celebrate the invitation of Jesus that is for all. Palm Sunday, guys, the mass is gathered. Whether they fully understood what they were gathered for or not, there was incredible significance on Palm Sunday. How many of you, in the memory of your mind, somewhere along the way, can remember children walking up the aisles of a church waving these palm branches? Anyone? Do you know where that comes from? Matthew. Matthew chapter 21. At the end, at the end of Palm Sunday, we read this. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up, saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Matthew 21, 14 says this. And the blind and the lame came to Jesus, and he healed them. And the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things he had done, and the children were crying out in the temple. The children were crying out, Hosanna to the son of David. And they were indignant, and they said to him, Do, not, do you not hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, Yes, yes. Have you never read out of the mouths of infants and nursing babies? Have you prepared praise? Come on, one last time we join our voices with the masses. They cried, Hosanna. Say, Hosanna. Hosanna. Hosanna, our God saves. You believe that? Say, Amen. 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 Have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday harvest. Know this you are loved. You are loved. Have a great Sunday.